The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to the Friday edition of Passion, where just about anything goes. Uh, coming up after 1015, I'll share some of the latest news about sexuality. And one uh, big news item uh, that kept coming up uh, this week was about Pornhub. So I want to share some of the latest information. And I have uh, my own sources there that I was able to get some information as well. So I'll share that. I will talk about sharing your sexual history with a partner Is that a good idea? Are there circumstances uh, when you shouldn't share? How much should you share? So we'll talk about that. And believe it or not, today, December 11th, is the most popular day for breaking up. We'll talk about that as well. But first... Calling's not the only way to connect. The inbox is easy and always open at 514-800-800. Remember, you can always email me as well to Lori at DrLori.com. And you can email me anytime uh, throughout this show, any show, any day rather. And then I read your email at the beginning of every show. My wife and I are writing this together. She was so upset by your guest's comment comments, we got out the laptop. She tried calling in last 15 minutes of the show, but no answer. I think it's better she did not get through. Her words, this person knows little about women and their true inner desires of what they want from a man. She has read your book and she said a few of his comments contradict what you say. I'm not sure doesn't say it here. So I am, according to my wife, a very nice guy. And I can honestly say I'm not hiding anything negative from my past. Got an email from my brother and his wife, and I will cut and paste her comment. Was he for real? If hubby thought like him, I would file for divorce tomorrow. And that was the nicest comment. We both love your show, but not all shows can be loved, I guess. I thought the guest personally, I thought he made a lot of sense. I, uh, I appreciated what he had learned, I backed up a lot of what he said in terms of my own experiences, in terms of working with couples. So I don't know where there's a contradiction between what I believe and 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 what he has said. I don't always agree with all the guests, of course, that uh, have their that, you know that that are here or that have stuff to say. But in this case, um, we I think the message might have been lost here. Nobody was saying you shouldn't be a nice person or that nice guys have all nice guys have traumatic past that that that's not at all uh, what he was saying. And there was a bit of a generalization anyway. we were just we were talking about the two nice guys or the guys who end up turning in into more doormats who don't care for themselves because you can be a perfectly nice person. And and be giving and and generous and and all of that, but also have boundaries, and that's what he was really um, alluding to. At least that's what I felt. But thank you, thank you for uh, for your feedback. You know, it's always welcome. Uh, Lori, my partner and I try to listen in when possible. The poem you read last night about dating was so good. We looked for the poem on the internet, but could not find it. These are these belong to passion. These these uh, the passion poet only writes for passion, which is interesting. So you would not be able to find it, but maybe we'll have to post it on uh, on Facebook. We are both mothers ourselves, and it brought back nice memories and a look forward to things 
things to come. We understand your show is primarily heterosexual listeners, but we both have had long-term relationships with men. We were particularly impressed with Monday's show and what the three of you brought to the table. It was interesting and fun to listen to. We have been listening more often over the last few months, and we think all your panels are wonderful. We both have different favorites. I like The View, while my partner enjoys The Boomer panel. As a teacher of teens, I can say what you bring to the community is priceless, and as much as I would like to recommend your show to some of my students, they are under 18, and some of your subjects are inappropriate, even though you have teens messaging you with very good questions. Usually, they're older teens that message, but this is a show for adults, not meant for uh, teenagers. What high schools need is a Dr. Laurie assembly in an auditorium with a question and answer session. We have watched your videos, and you are an excellent speaker, making it usually an uncomfortable subject fun, interesting, and most of all, informative. Will you be doing more seminars when the pandemic is over? Where can we find the poems you read? So you, unfortunately, you can't find the poems anywhere because the passion poet himself doesn't uh, isn't on social media. I've been encouraging him to get on there and post his poetry there. But uh, if there are particular ones you'd like me to post on the Facebook page, you just have to like the Dr. Lori Batito uh, Facebook page, which is the public page, and you'll get information about guests. You'll get information about speaking engagements there. So when I'm due to speak somewhere, usually there's some kind of flyer that I'll post or or what have you. And so you can get all that information uh, on the Facebook page. So I, I urge you and encourage you to like uh, like the page. And my last name is spelled B-E-T-I-T-O. Hello, Lori. I'd like to wish you and your family a very happy Hanukkah. Stay safe. I'm a longtime listener and love your show. Thank you for all the information you provide us with every night. Oh, that's very sweet of you to take the time to write to me. Uh, 514-800 for your text messages. Uh, the poem about dating and life was beautiful. I am now a poet fan. Your show is awesome. Thank you. I, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, this texter writes in, uh, this is about the, the Pornhub, which I'll get to the story, but says, I'm not trying to support Pornhub, but I honestly doubt that you can find anything inappropriate posted. If anything, you'll find a link to a live stream, which is where MasterCard plays a role, and there's no way Pornhub can control what people are seeing live. That's quite true, but it gets more complicated than that. And I will share with you because when all of this came out, and you'll, when I give you the numbers, you'll see that the reporting was quite biased uh, because I'm going to give you the actual facts and some of the numbers. And uh, nonetheless, uh, Pornhub issued a, um, it's on their website, I believe, but uh, some standards and they have increased their security measures and they've increased everything. Uh, so nothing uh, as little as possible gets, uh, gets through, but it's a it's complicated, and and I'm going to share with you the response from some uh, sex workers as well, and how they feel about uh, about all of this. Another text writes: Years ago, the Journal de Montréal did a story saying that Montreal was the North American capital for sex changes, with astounding numbers. Is this still true? Well. I don't know about astounding numbers. I don't know what that is, but I can tell you that there are two doctors here who are world renowned, uh, who perform 
sex change operations. I, I believe they're like, there's maybe two, maybe three max doctors. When I was in working in, in the area, when I was at the clinic, uh, there were only these two doctors and it was one clinic and people from all over the world would come here uh, for their operations. So maybe that's why, because we have uh, the, the doctors who, the, the the plastic surgeons and doctors who can do that here. I'm not. Uh, I'm not quite sure in terms of numbers and comparing our numbers to the rest of uh, of the world, for example. So coming up, we'll talk about uh, the war against sex workers. What Visa and Mastercard dropping Pornhub means to performers. So we get a, a whole other side, uh, a whole other view of this uh, this issue. is passion on CJD 800. There's been a lot in the news this week uh, about uh, Pornhub. And I have to say, after listening to many reports from all over, it's quite one-sided uh, and a couple of things that uh, were clearly wrong. Now, I do have some sources there that I've spoken to. So yes, Pornhub was founded in Montreal, but they are not headquartered here. In 2010, they were sold to a German uh, businessman, and their headquarters are in Luxembourg. They have offices here, but so do they have offices all around the world, and their headquarters are not here. They are in Luxembourg. So just want to clarify that. And one-sided, because there are other parts of this story that uh, are less uh, reported on, and I want to share this with you. Vice did a great article. They did a great job that I want to share with you their article, The War Against Sex Workers, What Visa and MasterCard Dropping Pornhub Means to Performers. So you might have heard uh, that uh, these two companies, credit card companies, have cut ties with Pornhub, a decision sex workers say will only harm their industry and won't actually help victims of non-consensual imagery. So uh, it Pornhub this week uh, announced that it would change its policies, by the way, and I'm going to read you their policies because I have them in front of me, uh, to only allow verified users to upload content or download from the platform, as well as enact a more robust moderation process. Obviously, a welcome uh, shift, clearly, uh, and people have been asking for this, so it's finally uh, happening. But, but, uh, Later, after even they made this announcement, MasterCard and Visa pulled the rug out from under the performers and models on Pornhub, each announcing within an hour of one another that they were discontinuing service with Pornhub completely following investigations into unlawful content on the site. The verified users that are now the only ones able to upload or download to Pornhub are also suddenly unable to receive payouts through the two biggest credit card companies. Sex workers and activists say that this is a dangerous, discriminatory decision, one fueled by anti-porn campaigners and conservative activist groups who want sex work abolished. In a statement published on uh, uh, today, actually, Sex Workers Outreach Project Behind Bars, that's the... Um, the organization, they wrote that the decision will force more sex workers into the margins, calling it a war on sex workers. We say war against sex workers because the damage they do does not impact the labor as much as it affects the laborers 
who depend on the Pornhub platform to earn a living. Violence against sex workers includes the societal and institutional violence that has led to the shuttering of our online platforms that give us a measure of safety and allow us the critical resource that is the ability to access banking. All of these changes came days after a piece published by Nicholas Kristof in the New York Times, which highlighted the plight of child sexual abuse survivors whose images were posted on Pornhub. Despite writing about an issue that's been as, as political ammunition to censor adult content on the internet for decades, including the deeply harmful Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act of 2018, he barely cited performers who use the site or sex worker rights activists. His article, uh, having read it, was extremely one-sided and did not offer the other side at all, by the way. Uh, instead, he opted to name check Trafficking Hub, a campaign run by conservative religious anti-trafficking organization, Exodus Cry, which opposes decriminalizing sex work and wants to abolish porn altogether. Um and he's the one who calls for payment on his article, called for payment processors to drop uh, Pornhub. Much of the content is free to view, but for many performers, Pornhub was a stable revenue um, stream. They have uh, platforms like a verified amateur program, as well as a model hub and uh, revenue made on uh, video uploads um, made up make up a constellation of ways performers can make money on uh, this site. So they go on to say, um, Visa and MasterCard have actually been hurting our ability to make money long before they banned Pornhub from their payment networks. It isn't the first time that this has happened uh, where they have banned um, other platforms where there is adult uh, content. Now, I think it's really important to put this in context, okay? Um, sites like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter have reported millions, millions more of non-consensual abusive imagery, and they never get targeted. Facebook alone reported 84 million instances of child sexual abuse material over the last three years. I checked with my sources at Pornhub. In the last three years, there have been 118 instances, 118, because they have a filtering system in place already. However, some get by, right? So what? how it was explained to me is, it gets uploaded, it gets taken down. The same person can then upload it again. It can get by. So this is what ends up happening. But 118 instances compared to 84 million on Facebook. But no one is petitioning for those social media sites to be taken down because people, they say, are more concerned about porn and sex work than anything else. Um and that's really important. As someone says, when it comes to child porn, there's no other side. I, I'm not in. I'm not uh, disagreeing with you on that. Child porn is, it, it's it's an aberration. It's horrible. It's absolutely criminal and horrible. But when you look at the numbers that there have been 84 million instances of child sexual abuse seen on Facebook, and nobody's what what are people doing about it there? compared to the 118 cases here. Let's like, I want to 
be fair and look at all the numbers. It's it's abhorrent, regardless of how you splice it. Uh, anybody who's into that is uh, it's it's a, it's a horrible. It's it's there are no words. There are no words uh, for that. Texter writes: One sided reporting has become a standard in news in Canada and USA. Over sens- sensationalizing news items making a bad situation worse than it actually is. As much as I dislike Trump, news agencies edit his comments, portraying a narrative that is untrue. One of the few true comments Trump ever stated was fake news. News makes Pornhub sound like it filled. it's filled with illegal content. That is fake news. You're right. It is fake news. Um, no one likes to talk about it for fear of being called racist or getting canceled. Uh, mentioned it. Mention it. Uh, let's see, Dr. Lori, gangster rap and pimp culture is mainstream. It contributes to our young girls being raped and, and sold. It happened to one of my sisters, very serious problem in, uh, in PQ, I guess in, in, in Quebec. Yeah. And so if you look at uh, gangster rap and pimp culture, <laughs> that's not porn culture. That's a whole other part of our, uh, culture as well. Um, like I said, if there's a reputable live stream, it doesn't stop a child from walking in the background. Right. But that's, they look for things like this. Like this is, they don't, they have systems in place, um, which I'm going to share with you because I think it's important that we understand uh, all sides. Pornhub has standards as well. Like it, it, it all makes it sound like there are no standards, but there are some very clear clear standards and they have a huge document that uh, spells it all out. But um, this week they actually took some other major, major steps to protect the community and they work with organizations. They work with the national center for missing and exploited children. That's they partnered with them since last year. So they're trying to be uh, as responsible as, as uh, you know, as they can be. Uh, Lori, there are over 1.69 billion users of Facebook. Pornhub has a fraction of that. In comparison, Pornhub has a higher percentage, I suppose, uh, if you're just looking at it in percentage. Regarding Facebook, it's only a matter of time, and I'm sure that the authorities will catch up. Well, it's been around for a long time. This has been going on for quite some time. <laughs> Nobody's canceling um you know, uh, payments through, through, uh, Facebook in the same way. And yet look at the numbers. So it's kind of scary. I mean, we do live in a bit of a scary world when it's out there in the digital, uh, in the digital world, but coming up, I will share some of their terms, uh, Pornhub's terms of service and the work that they are doing with uh, the center for missing and exploited children as well. So just, you know, just to, give you that uh, that side the following program contains mature subject matter listener discretion is advised from the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak you're listening to passion cjd 800 the major sex story of the week had to do with uh, the company Pornhub after an editorial came out in the New York Times. So I wanted to dig a little 
deeper and there's on their site there's a a, a pretty large document that looks at it's called their uh, our commitment to trust and safety and it's got all their policies and related guidelines which they have updated there is a, a place where you can report abuse where you can report illegal content and i just want to share with you uh, a little bit of this uh, over the years, we have put in place robust measures to protect our platform from non-consensual content. We are constantly improving our trust and safety policy to better flag, remove, review, and report illegal material while leading nonprofit and advocacy groups recognize that our efforts have been effective. We know there is more to do. Today, this came out uh, this week at some point, I think on Tuesday. Today, we are taking major steps to further protect our community. Going forward, we will only allow properly identified users to upload content. We have banned downloads. This is very important. They have banned downloads because a lot of the revenge porn and stuff, that's what it's about, right? We have made some key expansions to our moderation process, and we recently launched a trusted flagger program with dozens of nonprofit organizations. Earlier this year, we also partnered with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and next year we will issue our first transparency report. Um, and then some other policies here. So I just want to share a couple of policies. Um, effective immediately, only content partners and people within the model program will be able to upload content to Pornhub. In the new year, we will implement a verification process so that any user can upload content upon successful completion of identification protocol. They're banning downloads. They've expanded um, moderation. So they have a, a team. They have hundreds and hundreds of people who are constantly um, looking through all of that. Uh, they uh, have a trusted, starting a trusted flagger program. Uh, they have a transparency report, which will be released and independent review. So they hired a firm, a, a law firm to conduct an independent review of their content compliance function. Uh, so they are working at it. it. Look, it has not been enough up till now. Obviously, there's always more work to be uh, to, to be done. But the same kind of work needs to be done on other social media platforms where tons of inappropriate, illegal content, sexual content appears. Millions of times on Facebook in, in last three years, 84 million. On Instagram, same thing. On Twitter, same thing. So obviously, uh, the net has to be cast a whole lot uh, wider than that. Uh, let's see. Okay, I see they're relying on the viewers to report inappropriate material. Yes, viewers report inappropriate materials. If, if somebody feels that they've been... Uh, if they, I mean, now downloads won't be allowed, but prior to that, like, for example, uh, there's a revenge porn situation, right, where uh, an ex-partner decides to put a, a video that you made together and upload it onto, onto that, and you, you find out about it. Hopefully, somebody tells you and you find out about it. You can have it taken down uh, because consent, this is the issue, is, about, is mostly about consent. Like, there is the... The, the the child exploitation and, and all of that, which obviously uh, is a huge deal, but anything where there's a lack of consent from all parties involved, and that's been uh, the major problem. So that's something that needs to be um, 
fixed uh, or uh, worked on. I would never be able to do a job where I have to purposely search for inappropriate porn. Well, there are a lot of people who are hired to do just that. They look at porn. They look at all, everything that's been uploaded there uh, 24-7, Literally 24-7. This is how uh, they have their teams uh, doing this. I'm just, somebody says, I'm just kind of pissed off that they're picking on Pornhub, especially the fact that they have an office in Montreal. Well, I guess that's why it's made big news here because they have an office here. But unfortunately, it's it's been misrepresented as being based here. It is not based here. It's not even owned by a Canadian. It was. It was founded by a Canadian. I just want to say that. But uh, no, their offices uh, are in uh, Luxembourg. I've been perusing Pornhub since since its inception. Have yet to see teen porn. Doesn't say it doesn't exist. Right, exactly. But there are people who, it's like the dark web, right? People who look for that kind of stuff. I'm sure it sounds like a dream job to many people. I don't think it's a dream job. I think you become so blase with it when you're watching it for your job eight hours a day. I can't imagine. Anyway, moving on to some other news. There's a new dating website. It's, and it, this is for, uh, it's a, for gays. It's a gay website. It's called so gay. It's a serious relationship site. Uh, They go on to say many of the gay apps and sites are focused on casual relationships and hookups. Their members are looking for uh, something more. Uh, Some of the existing gay apps have had awful privacy policies or lacking security. For example, adding users' private images into publicly accessible folders or storing GPS locations so accurately that you can reverse engineer a user's location. So Gay has a strong focus on user privacy. this was created by David Mins. We've had him on the show. I believe we had. He's the one who started the uh, the Dinky One dating site, the small uh, penis dating site. Uh, he also has another site called Bald Dating. So it's a bald person dating. <laughs> uh, so there's something for uh, for everyone. And this one is for the LGBT uh, community. So I'm going to ask you... Um, how should you, how much should you share or how comfortable are you sharing your sexual history with, uh, with a partner that you're with? And at which point do you even dis- do you think there's a need to disclose your sexual history? For example, your number, how many people have you slept with? For example, is that even an appropriate question to ask? Where can, at which point in the relationship is it even acceptable to ask? Um, what things should not be asked, expected, or discussed? And how would you feel if a partner said, hey, none of your business. My past is uh, my past. I would love to uh, to hear some of your thoughts on that. 514-800 to text in if you want to call in. Of course, you can always do that at 514 790 So I'm going to We'll talk about that. How many? How uh, how much to disclose or to disclose at all? And I also want to talk about um, COVID and erectile dysfunction. Mm, there is a link there, so we'll talk about that as well.
safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. This is funny. Got a text saying, waiting anxiously for Pornhub-inspired poem. Passion poet. You have like, what, five minutes to write that one? Uh, So as we were talking uh, from my sources at Pornhub, I just got the official Pornhub statement in response to MasterCard and Visa uh, removing their, uh, they're not allowed to use MasterCard or Visa on their platform. These actions, this is from Pornhub, these actions are exceptionally disappointing as they come just two days after Pornhub instituted the most far-reaching safeguards in user-generated platform history. Unverified users are now banned from uploading content, a policy no other platform has put in place, including Facebook, which reported 84 million instances of child sexual abuse material over the last three years. In comparison, the Internet Watch Foundation reported 118 incidents on Pornhub over the last three years. This news is crushing for the hundreds of thousands of models who rely on our platform for their livelihood. So that just wanted to... uh, to share that uh, with you since that just came on the wire for my, my special wire right there. All right. Should I tell him how many men I slept with before we met? This is an article written by uh, Dr. Ben Zev on uh, psychology today. Of course, we all know self-disclosure is important in romantic relationships, but should it include one's sexual history? Does it promote the healthy endurance of romantic relationships. We can dispute this. Uh, Curiosity, the wish to gain more knowledge is essential to human life. It's common to be curious about our partner's sexual experiences, both both present and past. However, while their present sexuality may be relevant to the current relationship, their past experiences are often not. Uh, Do you tell your partner about your exes? What should be discussed? So uh, especially at the very beginning of a relationship, Tracy Cox, who writes uh, all about sexuality, suggests eight things you should never tell your partner. This is what she says. How good your ex was in bed, how sexually good you were with other lovers, past behavior that doesn't reflect who you are now, giving exact numbers of sexual partners, favorably referencing the same ex more than once, playful boasting designed to make one one's partner jealous, any reference to penis size, and I've never had a problem having an orgasm before. That you never say. A couple of texts, never tell him, give them a basic number, but never say more than 10. <laughs> Another thing, never say how big the other guy was, right? Um, knowing the number is nobody's business, but some men can't bear to think a woman isn't a virgin altogether. Oh, please. There are even men from certain countries who say they cannot be with any woman who has ever been with another man from their country, but it's okay for them, right? It's okay for the men to be with as many people as possible, but uh, not for for the women. Such a double standard. Uh, Sharing sexual history. Amount of partners is a fair question. When you sleep with someone, you sleep with everyone they slept with, 
STI speaking. Details are not required. She or he will find out soon enough. When I guess that's the thing, it's the finding out soon enough. Like it's not, it's not a conversation. I don't think a person has earned the right to have these inform this this kind of information at the very beginning of a relationship. There has to, you know, we, we got to have develop some some trust and and things like that. Uh, so this article goes on to say, uh, despite difficulties in disclosing previous intimate details, self disclosure enhances intimacy. Um, in fact, disclosing your sexual past to your new partner enables consequent benefits such as enhancing mutual knowledge, strengthening trust and sincere communication, avoiding repetition of past mistakes and reducing suspicion about your past. The value of self-disclosure is particularly evident when it comes to sexually transmitted diseases. Not sharing information is not necessarily hiding it. It may be retaining one's deserved privacy. So remember, somebody doesn't, you don't owe that information to somebody. They earn that information with uh, more and more intimacy evolving in the relationship. Then this article goes on to say that there are there are also gender g- differences. Generally, women are more vulnerable than men in intimate relationships, and there is a stronger negative stigma for women having sex with many men. One of our uh, listeners pointed that out, in fact. Although gender differences are shrinking now, a detailed sexual self-disclosure by women may be more harmful and likely to make their partners more jealous and insecure. What does that say about the guys, though? One can argue that early self-disclosure can reveal the jealous and insecure nature of their partners. That's true. Uh, But such characteristics may be easier to detect in other circumstances without the risk of hurting the partner. So to tell or not to tell, there is no golden rule determining what and when to tell your current partner about sexual partners. It depends on the nature and development of the bond. Generally, not revealing anything is problematic and sharing all the details is worse. So where do you stand on this situation? If you are with a woman that is really good in bed, you have to wonder how she got that good, LOL. Oh, come now, really? Um, somebody else, I'm pretty sure if I went to Pornhub, I wouldn't find any videos about popping pimples on a penis. Oh, you still haven't forgotten that one, right? (laughs) Uh, does a sort of a date rape partner count in the numbers? I am a woman who had, who had that happen a long time ago. You know, I don't think it's about numbers. I don't think you have to be specific. I don't think you have to say, oh, let me see. Uh, and, and this was non-consensual and this was this and this was that. I think the fact that you were traumatized though, at some point is part of your story that you may want to share with a partner who has earned it, who has earned this trust. And if once you feel safe with somebody and non-judged by somebody, uh, and you can trust that person, then sharing that you had an experience of non-consensual sex, I think, um, 
of course it's it's a, a very vulnerable thing to share because it's a, it's a trauma but especially if it has an impact on your present relationship it might be something that you might want to share if you have particular fears uh, of particular acts or or things like that so that's something that uh, you can uh, you can think about a woman is not responsible for their partner's insecure nature. That is for the partner to work on. You are right about that. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, my wife and I pretty much shared everything at the beginning. She just doesn't like it now when I repeat anything. What's the point of repeating? You told her once you need to rub her face in it. Like what for? Always ask yourself, like, what is the purpose of this information? And why would you want to? repeat that information. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. Uh, certainly appreciate it, of course. Uh, thank you to Nicole Proano, our technical producer, Linda Delisi, our passion researcher. If you want to connect with me, uh, check me out on uh, Facebook. Go to the Dr. Lori Batito Facebook page, like the page, and then when, you know, sometimes I post past shows or um, different kinds of information. Uh, B E T I T O is how you spell uh, my last name. It's the public page. So you can also uh, get in touch with me through drlaurie.com. Uh, and there you can find all the past podcasts of our shows. I'm not sure how far they go back. I mean, we've done over 5,000 episodes. They haven't all gone up there. I can promise you that. But at least the last few months, you'll find them there. Uh, coming up next year on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a fabulous weekend. Happy second night of Hanukkah. And remember to live your life with passion.